Hello, everyone. Welcome to Codify, your go-to podcast about all things computer science. I'm one of your co-hosts, Marla. And I'm also one of your co-hosts, Avia. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about some of the greatest female-led tech breakthroughs of all time. So on this podcast, we've done a few episodes uh, generally just discussing women in CS and a lot of the challenges that we face today, but I wanted to make today's episode and focus it more on a lot of past women and kind of what they've done with their work in STEM. So anything from computer science to mathematics and biology, I wanted to cover it all just so that we can get a better understanding of what the women before us have done and kind of use that to shape the way that we approach, like look at a lot of the women today in STEM. Okay, so with that, I'm going to go into a brief introduction uh, of the challenges that many women in tech face today, just very generally. So I think there's this big stereotype that uh, all women need to do to break through uh, in their career is to just dream big and lean in and work hard. But a lot of the data um, tells a different story because unemployment has been at an all-time high, especially in 2021. Ever since 1988, our unemployment for women in STEM has been at around 15%, and women have lost uh, an estimated $800 billion in wages so far. 51% of females say that their mental health has declined and that they've faced significant obstacles in the workforce. And so with around like 15 to 20% of women in CS, in the CS workforce, it's really important that we can bring more diversity into the workplace. And I think it's really common that women are told that we just have to be more enthusiastic or better at STEM uh, in order to be compared to the same level as a lot of the guys. And so these are some of the greatest challenges that one that women face today. So now do you want to go more into um, Ada Lovelace and kind of her life's work and uh with the analytical engine and things? Yeah, so Ada Lovelace is pretty prominent because she's often regarded as a computer programmer. She was born in 1815, and she was the daughter of a poet named Lord Byron. Her mother actually encouraged her interest in mathematics and logic because her father was actually quite mad as she was growing up, which was quite a big obstacle in her life. But um, Ada Lovelace collaborated with Charles Babbage on the analytical engine, and this was quite prominent in her life because she wrote extensive notes and annotations in it. on it, and in her notes, she described an algorithm for the analytical engine to compute Bernoulli numbers, which made her the first person to recognize that the machine could actually manipulate symbols beyond mathematical calculations. And so because she recognized that a machine, or I guess you could say a lower, like a less advanced version of a computer, could actually do more than just mathematical mathematical calculations, it led to her being recognized as the world's first computer programmer. And because her contributions to the field of computer science were so significant, especially with the analytical engine, because that ended up quite that ended up being quite great because it was the it was an early mechanical general purpose computer. So not only did she become the first computer programmer just by realizing what computers could do, she also worked on the first on the earliest mechanical general purpose computer, which made her being recognized as an extremely important person. And it, her work really laid the groundwork for future developments in computing. Unfortunately, she passed away at 36 only in 1852. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think it's really interesting, especially when we look at com the computer science industry today. We have really complicated things like AI and um, machine learning and even compilers. And so it's interesting to see how all of this came down to Ada Lovelace and the work she did with the analytical engine. Okay, so now I'm going to go more into a different woman. Her name is Heidi Lamar. She was a Austrian-American actress who starred in a lot of famous Hollywood movies, but she was also an, an inventor who created a lot of the uh, technology or a lot of the precursors to Wi-Fi and GPS and Bluetooth communication systems today. So her biggest uh, invention that she created was something called frequency hopping. So this was a wireless connection communication system that prevented enemy forces from jamming uh, radio signals. So during this time, there was, uh, I think there was like the world war and a lot of conflict that the U.S. was in. And so they needed a way to communicate to their soldiers and to throughout the military as a whole in order without the uh, other enemies, like knowing what the like the US was doing. And so by using frequency hopping, it was actually able to block a lot of the signals. And by using frequency hopping, they could just hop onto new frequencies simultaneously. So it's really hard to tune into the actual uh, specific frequency. And so after she created it alongside uh, Neil and Thiel, she, she saw a patent and actually uh, got that patent in, in 1942. And the Navy initially was really hesitant to was really hesitant to implement uh, frequency hopping because it was invented by like this seemingly just blonde dumb actress. But during the Cuban Missile Crisis, they started using it really widespread, and it made them realize just the importance of how innovation in technology can go. And eventually, in 2014, she earned her name in the National Inventors Hall of Fame for her de for developing frequency hopping. But other than this uh, amazing piece of technology, she also was able to create uh, more efficient wings, uh, like for airplanes. And she did a lot of analyzing and, uh, and observing of the world around her as a general and was able to come up with a lot of uh, smaller inventions like um, airplane wings and uh, kind of aerodynamics and things. So that was Heidi Lamar. She was definitely such an important person, especially when it comes to a lot of the GPS and Bluetooth that we see today because they're all radio and signal based. And so it's amazing to see how frequency hopping was able to bring us to this point today. It definitely is really cool to see how much work she did, and especially because she had so many challenges going like against her, as like all mm -hmm. of the women we're going to talk about. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, now do you want to go a bit more into Katherine Johnson and her work with NASA? Yeah, sure. So Katherine Johnson was an extremely amazing African-American mathematician and physicist who made significant contributions during the early years of NASA. So she first joined NACA, which was the first original name for NASA, in 1953. She worked a lot with calculating trajectories, or orbits, and flight paths for various space missions because she had such a great mathematical expertise. And because of all of her work with calculating trajectories and orbits, her, it was really instrumental in the success of the first American in space, Alan Shepard, and the trajectory calculations for John Glenn's orbital flight as well. 
She even also contributed to the prominent Apollo moon landing missions. And despite facing facial, despite facing so much, not only gender discrimination, but also racial discrimination, she became a key figure in the space program and received numerous awards from contributions. And what's actually interesting about Katherine Johnson it's like, for me personally, I really love her story so much because I watched the movie Hidden Figures. And I, I think it's quite popular because it came out in theater, theaters, I think, a couple of years ago. And it really highlights how badly African-American women were treated and how much they had to overcome. And it was really cool to see how much she contributed despite all these obstacles against her. And it's also really cool that she got a whole film after her, which she definitely deserved for how much she contributed. Mm-hmm. I love that you bring up the Hidden Figures movie because I actually watched that uh, like a few years ago and it was such an inspirational movie not only about like women in math and with NASA but also just to see how she overcame a lot of the a lot of the gender and racial discrimination that she faced like I think in the movie there was a particular scene where she was asking where the colored restroom was and the closest one nearby was like, I think it was like 30 minutes or an hour away. So she would literally just walk, spend like a sixth, like a fifth of her day just walking to the bathroom because of the discrimination that re- that she received in the workplace. Um, but even though she faced a lot of discrimination, she was able to get over it. And she was such an important person, especially with the Apollo mission landings. Like she became known as the human calculator and they wouldn't proceed with any mission until she finished her calculation. So she was really brilliant, uh, a woman ahead of her time. And I'm glad that we have a movie that can represent her story well. Yeah, I know. It's just really good. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to go more into a modern day uh, person that I think is really inspirational, which is Reshma Sanjana. Uh, Sanjani. So I know we have mentioned her uh, a few times in the past, but I really love her story and I really resonate with it. So I wanted to bring it up in today's podcast episode. So Sanjani actually founded Girls Who Code, which is a nonprofit dedicated to helping girls learn more about computer science. Um, She founded it in 2012. I believe she founded it because she visited some sort of school when she saw this huge gender disparity in, in, in computer science and she founded the organization as a way to create a, a community of girls that really preached collaboration and passion and just wanted to learn more about computers in general. And Girls to Code is uh, like arguably one of the most influential organizations tackling gender equality today. And uh, she actually ran for, she campaigned for Congress and was a two, uh, was a speaker at the 2016 TED conference where she talked about the importance of uh, young girls to take risks in their career and to learn from girls to code. So I think this is, she's such a a perfect example of how we can really bring girls together and help them move forward uh, and pursuing careers in computer science. Because if we look at a lot of the people we've talked about today with Heidi Lamar uh, and with Katherine Johnson, they all personally and individually overcame the obstacles that came to them. But uh, Reshma, she's really kind of taking this movement uh, and bringing a, lo- a lot of girls along with her. So it's amazing to see that. She was mentioned in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, and she started uh, a nonprofit dedicated to moms and uh, 
providing relief for women in the workforce. So I absolutely admire her and I myself am involved with Girls of Code. And it's really amazing to see the impact that she's had, not only on my school and on my community, but also for the US and for the globe in general. So that's Rashma Sanjani. Yeah, she's just such a cool person, especially because I know we both had our own experience. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's just like the effect it's had and like even got um, me really into programming as well. And mm-hmm. I think it probably got you a little bit into programming too. Yeah. 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 It's just so okay. cool. Now I do want to go a bit more into Fei-Fei Li and what impact her work has had with computer vision and AI. Yeah, so Fei-Fei Li was a computer scientist and professor who is really known for contributions to AI and computer vision. She's actually still alive today and in Jan and she's still an associate professor at Stanford University, as far as I know to this day, and the co-director for the Stanford Artificial Intelligence Lab. So she made significant advancements in the field of computer vision, particularly in the areas of image recognition and understanding. So this could be is like here, like these are some of her key contributions and impacts. One of them was her ImageNet and large scale visual recognition challenge. Fei-Fei Li basically played a pivotal role in the creation of the ImageNet database, a large-scale database of labeled images. This data set uh, has been instrumental in advancing the development of image recognition algorithms. It provided a really good benchmark for researchers and spurred a lot of competition, which has led to so many improvements in image classification accuracy. Fei-Fei Li has also contributed a lot to advancements in computer vision which is basically enabling machines to better understand and interpret visual information. So her work on image recognition systems has been seen in many fields, including healthcare, autonomous vehicles, and robotics. And not only was she doing all that, right, she was also a professor at Stanford University and co-director of the Stanford Artificial Intelligence Lab. So she's not only had an impact on everything with computers and AI, but she's also had a huge impact on the education industry and with the training of future AI researchers and professionals who will hopefully one day be able to do as many impacts as she's done. So she's just extending her influence a lot, which is really, really cool, because not only has she been doing all this work for AI and computer visions and contributing so much, but she's just become a huge prominent figure in the education field as well, especially at Stanford, you know, like Stanford is just amazing. She even became the chief scientist of AI and machine learning at Google Cloud, and she's just become a prominent figure in advocating for the responsible and ethical development of AI technologies. Mm-hmm. I really like how we brought Fei-Fei Li into this episode because when we think of women in STEM, we think of people like Edith Clark or uh, like Marie, Marie, Curie, Marie Curie or like Rosalind Franklin and their work with uh, biology and chemistry. And I really want to acknowledge that a lot of the what like the breakthroughs we have today are from the women that aren't that recognized. Like the biggest impact we've had is from the general community of girls all working towards some sort of bigger goal. So I think it's really good to see how these people have set an example and set a precedence for a lot of people and have brought inspiration into into a lot of girls today. Yeah, so with that, I'd like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with that, I'd like to go more into some of the ongoing issues that women face today. So I did hint earlier that uh, at the beginning of the episode that women have to almost overcome more barriers than men do in order to be seen as on the same level. 
And I think the main reason why there's not that many women in CS and in first STEM in general is because of a lack of role models. So uh, organizations like Girls of Code, Black Girls of Code, and uh, organizations like these, they're really helping to create more role models so girls can understand that if they join CS, they can have a really big impact and that they can start to create a more diverse workforce where it's not all male dominated or all um, focused on a specific race or gender. Because having a, a very diverse workforce is important because it brings in a lot of different perspectives. A lot of the times we hear people say, oh yeah, we want inclusion or we want diversity, but it's so important because it brings different ideas and it brings different perspectives into the workforce. And it's something that is so valuable to create new ideas and be innovative because if there's not that many ideas, you can't create new things. So that's why I think uh, diversity is so important and uh, a lack of role models is probably the biggest issue that we face today. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really nice to see how like all of these amazing role models have like overcome all of these issues and they've honestly made it even better for women these days because I feel like they don't have to overcome as many issues, but there's still clearly a lot of issues for them to overcome like mm -hmm. you discussed and it's pretty cool to see how women in the tech industry are doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this episode has been very heavy on women in CS and in AI, but there's so many different cool role models throughout biology and chemistry, even zoology and marine biology that have done so much to contribute. And there's just way too many people that if we name them all, this would be like a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else? I think that's good. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or concerns, please DM us on our Instagram at codify underscore podcast. And we'll see you next time with our next episode. Bye.